0: Hey there, Pen Pusher. Welcome back to another episode of the Ink and Impact podcast. This week, I'm continuing with my author summer school series. And today we're specifically talking about how to start an author blog. Lots of tips are coming your way, so if you are driving or exercising or somewhere that you can't take notes, don't worry, just be sure to go to the blog at inkandimpact.com where I've outlined everything that I'm going to be sharing here today, as well as including all of the links, so you won't want to miss that. Again, that'll be at inkandimpact.com. And before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to let you know about the new free resource that I have for you. One of the biggest struggles that writers have is determining which publishing platform they should use, whether it's traditional, hybrid, or self-publishing, which one is right for you. It's a big decision that you don't want to take lightly. And there are several important variables that go into the decision and some pros and cons for each type of publishing platform. So in my new guide, Your Path to Publishing, I walk you through the decision-making process through worksheets and a detailed comparison chart that will help you see the differences at a glance. Snag your copy of your path to publishing now by clicking the link in the show notes and Publish with confidence using the method that's best for your book, your brand, and your bottom line. Welcome to Ink and Impact, the podcast for Christian writers who want to impact their readers. I'm your host, Daleen Bickel, and each week I'll help you keep a pulse on the publishing industry, showcase Christian authors and their books. And share ways you can improve your craft and magnify your message. Whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer, traditionally or indie published, established or just starting out, this podcast is for you. All right, back in episode 51, which was six things every author needs to know, having an author blog came in as number four on the list, and I shared some ideas of what to write about. So today I am going to share the benefits of blogging and how to start an author blog. Let's start with those benefits. I'm aware that some people don't think blogging is relevant anymore. In fact, for a number of years, I was one of them, but I have since come to realize that it continues to be beneficial for several reasons, five of them to be exact. First, it helps you become a better writer, both in developing a writing habit and improving your craft, because in general, the more frequently you write, the better writer you become. Secondly, it's a source of evergreen content. Once you've taken the time to write your blog post and upload it and put it on your website, it's there forever until you decide to take it down. Now, If you instead are chasing social media platform algorithms, you know that stories, for example, on Instagram and Facebook disappear after 24 hours and the algorithms and hashtags are only allowing your content to be seen for a limited number of time before they get bumped to the bottom of the search list. And yes, they stay on your feed forever. But how many people really scroll all the way through months and months and months of content on your Instagram feed, for example, not very many. So the fact that it's evergreen content, it's not going anywhere is a huge bonus for having a blog on your website. Another excellent reason, point number three, is that it's searchable. Okay, where do most people go to find the answer to their questions? Well, they go to search engines, right? Google, Bing, even YouTube, right? They go there to ask their questions. Sure, people might poll other people on social media, but to have an exact question answered, they type it into a search engine. So you want to create searchable content on your website and make it discoverable by those search engines. Now, what I'm talking about here is search engines like Google and Bing they have their bots that crawl websites every day after they've been indexed in their site, they crawl them. Every time something new pops up, like a change is made to a website, it's like a light bulb goes off and they are pointed back to your website to relook at it and then to push out that new information on their search engines. So that's a good thing for you so that every time that you upload a new blog post, guess what? The search engines are alerted. They'll come and scan your blog post. And then whenever people are searching for that particular content, in today's example, it's how to start an author blog, right? So if people are saying how to start an author blog, if I have done my work well and written a good blog post, then this should be showing up in those search engine results. It's a way for you to find new readers for your content, and hopefully become new readers of your books. So I know there's an argument that could be made that social media is searchable too. your content on the different platforms. And that's true to a degree. So think about the content you post there. First of all, it's what they call short form content or micro content, right? It's just little blips, a couple of paragraphs. You know, maybe at most six paragraphs, but usually it's a couple of sentences, a couple of paragraphs, maybe a, a carousel post, a few pictures. It's not anything really meaty. It's great for quotes. It's great for those little one liners that people are able to remember or want to share. But as far as learning how to do something, most people aren't going to search on social media. Plus, the searchable content is only searchable within each particular platform. So say, for example, you go on to Instagram and you type in author blog, okay? Well, it'll bring up anyone who has talked about author blog on their feed, right? But it's only gonna be Instagram results. It's not going to give you the results of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all of the platforms. Is just going to be limited to that one platform. So this is where having your blog on your website and having it found by the search engines is so much better. Another benefit, number four, is that it offers a regular touch point for you to engage with your readers. So each time that you add a new blog post, it gives you the perfect reason or excuse, however you want to look at it, to contact your existing subscribers and followers and let them know that you are still here, you're still active, you're still creating great content for them, with them in mind. And fifth benefit of having a blog on your website is that it serves your readers, right? You hopefully are creating content that is going to benefit them in some way, whether it's educating them, entertaining them, encouraging them, In some way, you are meeting a need of your readers, okay? If you do one or more of those things, you will satisfy your existing readers and keep them loyal. They'll continue to stay on your newsletter list. They'll continue to read your blog posts. And by creating that engaging content, that helpful content, it will encourage new readers to read your content as well. All right, so now we know just some of the benefits, those are five of the top ones that I could think of. Now let's talk about exactly how to create a blog. Note that what I'm going to share is based off of my personal experience using a wordpress.org website. For an explanation of the difference between wordpress.org and wordpress.com, I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode, which was episode 54, build an effective author website. But this is going to be based on that. And like I said last week, there are other types of platforms that you can build your website on, but I'm going to base today's blog on the fact that I'm assuming the majority of you are going to build your website using WordPress, WordPress wordpress.org. So how to create your blog. First, you want to name your blog. Okay. For years, I just had blog on my blog page. But then whenever I began this podcast, I wanted to make it known that it was related to this podcast. So after every episode, I create the blog version and put it on my blog. And so I obviously called it Ink and Impact Blog. All right. So name your podcast, or yes, if you have a podcast, definitely name it. Name your blog and try to keep the name short and simple. There's not a lot of bandwidth before it flows onto the next line, especially if your readers are on their mobile devices. So try to keep it short and simple, easy to memorize. Secondly, determine the topics that you will write about. I think this is probably a given. Most of you know this, but it's important to know what you're going to talk about before you actually start a blog. So you can determine if it's something that's going to hold your interest long enough to blog about it to make sure that it is going to be relevant to your readers, that you're serving them in some way. Again, like I said, whether it's educating, entertaining, or encouraging them. And you want to make sure that since you're an author, what you're writing about relates in some way to your books and the content you provide in those books. And I got into a little bit about what to write about in your blog. Episode 51, six things every author needs to know now we're going to create a blog schedule. So this is important to create from the outset too. How often are you going to blog? Are you able to blog every week, every other week, once a month? Not too many people are able to blog every single day. There are a few out there and I happen to know a couple of them, but they're not really putting out long form content every day. Some are, but it's, a bit of a stretch for most of us to make the time to blog every single day so do what's reasonable with your schedule with your bandwidth with what you're interested in talking about how often do you really want to talk about those things right i recommend either weekly or every other week you don't want people to forget about you or who you are whenever you finally send a blog or a newsletter and if you blog frequently that helps those search engines find you. All right, so now we've named it, we've determined what we're gonna write about, we've decided how often we're gonna blog. Now we are actually going to create it on our website. This is done by using the blog template within the theme you selected for your website. Go back to last week's episode, how to create an effective author website to learn more about this. I really dove into this in detail there. But whatever theme that you ended up using, in my case, I use the Divi theme by Elegant Themes. So when you're in WordPress, there's a dashboard. And on the left column, there are a bunch of different options. And one of them is pages. So to create a blog, you click pages. And then from there, you would select blog. And that's just the template that's already populated, predetermined for you by your theme. And then of course you can customize it as you go, but the behind the scenes details, all that's taken care of for you. So you just simply click that and then you start your first blog post. And you wanna include on your blog page, a little introduction that's gonna stay there. It's gonna be evergreen and that explains what your blog is and who it's for. And then from there, you're gonna just add posts as often as you've decided that you're going to add posts. Just a note that if you're brand new to blogging and if you're using WordPress to create the blog, you're going to create that blog page. But then every time you post a new article, that's going to be where you click posts in that left-hand column. You're not going to create a new page every time. You're just going to create a post on that page. So hopefully that's clear. And if you're like me, you're a visual learner when it comes to tech stuff. So my tip to you is regardless of where you are Hosting your blog, whether it's on a WordPress website, whether it's Wix, whether it's Squarespace, whatever, a tip for you is to search for a video tutorial that'll show you step-by-step how to do it for your particular theme. Go to YouTube because everything's visual there, everything's video, and in the search bar of YouTube, type in how to create a blog with blank theme and insert the name of your theme. And then we also want to incorporate and activate a comment section. All right, this is where we're going to engage with our readers, the people who have taken the time to read our blog. We want to invite them to drop their comments, drop their questions, and then interact with them through the comments. Now, that's really important. It builds community, it builds trust. A lot of people will read the blog before they get on your newsletter list. So that's really important. But you also, This is equally important. Want to activate and install an anti spam plugin for your blog. This is going to block the avalanche of inappropriate and irrelevant comments that are bound to happen from bots, hackers, and general instigators, right? They're just out there. That's what they do. They just scroll, they just type in code, and then they just love to blast blogs. You want to control what. Appears in the comments of your blog. So make sure that you get an anti spam plugin. And again, I referenced a few of those in last week's episode. So we know the benefits of creating an author blog. And we've walked through the basics of how to create a blog. And hopefully you follow those steps and create one. But then you can't just sit back and say, okay, I created a blog. Everybody's going to flock to it. No, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Just like people don't automatically flock to your books, you need to market your blog as well. So how can you do that? Well, share your blog posts in your newsletter. You want to continue to provide value to your existing subscribers and followers and readers, but you also want to provide an opportunity for them to share your information. If you don't already have a newsletter or an email list, you're going to love next week's episode because that's next week's topic, but getting back to the author blog. So you're going to share your blog post with, on your newsletter, you can reference your blog in your bio. Okay. So which bio am I talking about? Well, obviously the ones that are on social media, right? Your profile, your bio, you want to include your blog there, talk it up, let them know. And then also In your bio or your about page on your website. Sometimes people will be Googling you and they'll land on your about page. Let them know that you write the blog and share the name and then give a link to that blog. And if you're an author who also speaks, include the blog on your media kit on your bio there. So lots of different places that you can put it. You also obviously want to talk about your blog on social media. So if you've just written a new blog have uploaded it it's now live you can go to social media and talk about it it doesn't have to be that day it can be a couple of days later to generate new traffic to that blog post don't be afraid to share about it don't be afraid to just open up a story and talk about it start a reel and talk about it or post a, a carousel with a couple of tips but don't share them all point them back to that blog so that's another way that you can market your blog And the final thing that I'm going to touch on, SEO, search engine optimization. You definitely want to learn the basics of this. I put it off for years and it wasn't actually until this year that I finally decided to learn some basic SEO tactics. And let me tell you, I'm kicking myself that I hadn't taken the time and effort to learn them earlier Because while I still have a lot to learn and a lot to do with it, I've already seen some definite growth. And it's just something that I really should have done earlier because I would have been a lot further along with my reach had I done so. But I put it off because just the name of it sounds so technical and I just didn't want to deal with it. But if you can learn the basics of at least using keywords and some other really simple strategies that are out there, I'm not the expert, so I am not going to share them with you. I just wanted to share that you should learn basic SEO strategies to help your blog posts rank higher in the search engine rankings. I know I've shared a lot. Like I said, if you weren't able to take notes, know that you can go to incanimpact.com read the blog version where it's going to be outlined for you. There will be links to the past episodes I referenced. And I just want to end by thanking you for listening. And if you have not already subscribed to the Ink and Impact podcast, please do so. You can do that on your favorite podcast player. You can do that over at inkandimpact.com. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please click that subscribe button below. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode, I would love to hear them. Please head on over to the Inkwell Collective, which is my free community for Christian writers using the link in the show notes. I'll have it in the blog version as well, but you can also just click in the show notes to be taken there right now to join the free community. That's where we can interact, engage, talk about all kinds of things. It's a place where you can ask your questions, not only to me, but to the other members and to get to know other fellow Christian writers. So take advantage of that. And with that, I will call it a day and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Have a blessed week. That's it for today, fellow pen pusher. Remember, don't just write a book, make an impact.